This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the prime show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Hope everybody had a great weekend and looking forward to a great week, as great as we can make it during these times. But hopefully this show will help you out. We got a lot of explosive news to talk about. When I say explosive, I mean game-changing explosive uh, involving HBO Max. They have come hard. They stepped it up. They're putting people on blast. And we're going to talk about that plus some more news going on there. And in our talk topic today, we're going to talk Mulan. Yeah, I got a chance to see that movie. I checked it out as you guys remember disney plus decided to put this on their streaming network due to the uh current situation with COVID. you couldn't go in theaters to do it to watch it safely and comfortably so they put it on their streaming networks they decided to do a new thing as well uh at the time and they streamed it as a premium for people who wanted to watch it they were going to charge you 30 bucks to watch it fair considering that you know that's a you know as much as you would have paid in a movie theater uh and actually they're still getting paid less because you know if you got a family full of people that's 30 dollars per person probably you know you divide it to that to the amount of people that's there but you're also taking away theater money like concession and all that stuff right there so I mean, it, it, it's it's fair at best, you know, but they charge that amount. But they also said that they will release it during the beginning of December for everybody to see who subscribed to the uh, to the streaming network. And they have done just that. So 
I was like, why not? I've seen the other live action versions of their animated movies and decided to check this out. So we're going to talk about that. And there, there's a lot to talk about with this, too, as well. Um, this is very, 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 very interesting movie that they made here. So uh, that will be our talk topic today. But look, I don't want to waste any more time here. We got to get down to this news because this news is major. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now, it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. Alright, so to start it all off, I talked about explosive news. Like, this is game-changing stuff here in terms of the... uh, the streaming network war that's going on right now like netflix has been going hard for quite some time they've been acknowledged including myself as the new hbo like netflix has become that for the longest time they have brought out a bunch of content that we normally would see from hbo but from a streaming network uh you know standpoint hbo don't like to hear that and they wanted to remind people that they are hbo (laughs) apparently and this what they've done and 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 let's add on disney plus too because disney plus came out with a strong amount of content and features that rivals netflix as well and they're in a competition as well so it's like a three-man you know triple threat match here what hbo has done is nothing short of game changing especially during these times of COVID when we can't go out in theater safely and comfortably like i mentioned they just decided to go balls to the wall with all these upcoming movies that are coming out these warner brother movies that are coming out you know as you know you know wonder woman is actually coming out in uh christmas and that was i thought that was just gonna be a one-time deal that they were gonna actually have you know an actual blockbuster movie come out during the same day as uh, as it is on the theaters well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, which a lot of people do, but if you, in case you have been on, uh, living under a rock, they made some huge news here. HBO decision to premiere upcoming Warner Brothers movies, both in theaters and in their streaming networks. This is not just Wonder Woman, not just Wonder Woman 80, uh, 84. The following movies have been announced with release dates. Uh, let me run it down to you because this is huge this is absolutely absolutely huge here there's a trailer out of you haven't seen it and it shows all the uh movies that they're going to be premiering it's crazy let's start with for instance mortal Kombat. which first of all we knew was coming out we didn't have an actual date we knew this was coming out we nobody has actually seen a trailer to this yet they announced according to the decider this movie is coming out January 15th, 2021, next month. And in fact, even more significant from this standpoint here, that's the day after my birthday. That technically also is Martin Luther King's birthday as well. Not technically, it is. But um, it's coming out the day after my birthday. And I, what a gift. Like normally there's a really cool big time game that's coming out in January. Well, all right, not big time game, but big because uh, jump force turned out not to be that big but there's usually a major game that's coming out uh in january mostly from bandai namco which is weird, interesting um but this is huge 
we've been waiting to see a reboot of the Mortal Kombat movie that's been said to be coming out. January 15th, 2021. My goodness, this is awesome. Uh, stars Jessica uh, McNamee. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Tab, t- uh, t- Tada Nobu Asano and uh, Hidoyoki Sanada. And this is directed by Simon McCoy. Uh, this is supposed to be an actual reboot of the movie. And the fact that it's coming out this early with no, like, I mean, I've, has anybody seen the trailer of this shit? <laughs> we, the only thing that we've watched and seen, we've seen some of the actors. We've seen some of the people involved. My man from, um, who plays, uh, James, uh, Olsen on Supergirl is, uh, it was, is going to be Jax in this movie. Um, this is crazy. Like the only thing we saw was some stars and on set and then followed by the actual logo. We haven't seen nothing else from this point. So I am excited. I'm, I'm more excited than I am. Pes- um, than I am pessimistic here. I truly am just, I I've been waiting to see this for quite some time. So that's coming out on uh, January. Another movie called little, the little thing starring, um, Denzel Washington, Rami, uh, Malik and Jared Leto is coming out as well. A new Tom and Jerry animated cart, uh, movie is coming out. I'm actually excited for that. It's coming in March. Uh, we got, a movie called the many saints of newark uh that is coming out uh moving star ray Liotta and john berthal aka the punisher is going to be in that uh reminiscence uh hugh jackman uh is going to be in there uh some sort of sci-fi drama you got godzilla versus kong coming out in may you got the conjuring the devil made me do it I, you know there's a horror flick i probably won't be watching a movie called in the heights space jam a new legacy is coming with LeBron James, Don Cheadle, and many others in there. Uh, that's going to be in there. Uh, that's coming in July. Suicide Squad. We're getting Suicide Squad in the comfort of our own home. That's awesome. We're uh, Dune. I know there's hardcore Dune fans from back in the day that's going to love this. That's coming out in October. That's going to be at home <laughs> or in theaters, whatever you want to see it. Uh, Elvis starring Tom Hanks and uh, Austin Butler is coming out. Yeah, that's for that's that's coming out. <laughs> King Richard is also coming out in November. Matrix Four is coming out December. We're gonna get to watch the follow up to one of the best non. How can I say this? Non licensed franchise, I guess you could say, um, based on a fanfare that ever come out. Like Matrix, Matrix was the last original concept to ever come out that ever made it big like think about that really really think about that there because after you know after that it's only been comic movies based on comic books or you know animated shows or video games matrix 4 was the only original sci-fi concept that ever came out that was became a major deal and it was the game changer that really brought on a lot of these innovative things that we're seeing today um so that's coming out december 22nd of course keanu reeves karen ann moss jada pickett smith possibly um uh, you know, the other cast as well will be a part of that, too. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. Judas and the Black Messiah uh, to be announced. Mag- um, Maglin- uh, Maglin- uh movie is going to be called. Uh, that is going to be uh, to be announced. It's coming out as well. No, uh, to be announced there. And those who wish me dead uh, to be announced. So there's a lot of movies. There's uh, like a well, how many is this? How many did I just count here? 
four, eight, twelve. Uh, 16 movies from Warner Brothers. And these are big, multi-million dollar budgeted films that have come out. This is just quite insane here. Um, how can anybody top this? <laughs> how can anybody top this right now? I've never seen anything this ambitious since Marvel decided to create the Marvel Cinematic Universe and focus on making the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, this is that kind of big in a sense. Now, will it be successful? That's the other thing. Um, I, I think it will. But in doing so, I think it'll also... It, I think it's going to put a really damper on um, on the theaters. It's unfortunate. Uh, the th- you know, it's, if especially the, if more streaming networks are going to be doing this. Um, Amazon has also done this as well they've acquired some movies that were supposed to be in theaters like Borat which was uh, pretty damn funny by the way um so they they acquired that they acquired a, a few other movies that were supposed to be coming out as well that will be streaming exclusively to them and then we have Disney plus the question of all this is that will it force Disney plus hand when it comes to releasing future Marvel movies or other movies in general. I'm thinking about Black Widow, of course, and maybe some other movies that'll be coming out soon as well. I think time will tell. You know what's funny? I think the actions of all these sites are based on the actions of each other. Um, so you got Amazon who acquired movies and started streaming them exclusively on their network. Then I think that possibly... And then you also have... Uh, Disney who decided to show Mulan and see how that worked by doing a premium thing I I believe that didn't work as good as they wanted it to be unfortunately uh, you know because I, and a lot of that could be because of COVID a lot of it could, could be lack of promotion and hype or whatever like that but you know it's, it just wasn't I, I don't believe it really was as successful box office wise as they would like it would they have liked it to been um like everybody wants that marvel budget and during these times it's going to be hard to see if anybody gets that marvel budget that marvel box office uh you know record i i really doubt it at this time like marvel probably has made the most success during pre-covid times but we're in covid times now so i don't see that's happening and they got to change up with the times unfortunately we don't know when this vaccine is coming, and, and even when it does, it's going to take time for everybody to get it. It's going to be a slow process. So it's it's going to be interesting, but as we know, Marvel and Disney has decided to postpone Black Widow, which was supposed to come out, I believe, in August and then October and then other, you know, and then they just decided just to wait till next year. With HBO Max and Warner Brothers doing this, and they're complete rivals of both Disney and Marvel and Netflix is this gonna really really force their hand to do like to bring out Black Widow it's, and, and you know what I think I think I'm just you, you know I'm just guessing hype uh, um, you know hypothesizing at best my hypothesis to this is that it's gonna depend on the success of Wonder Woman you got Wonder Woman coming out on, on Christmas there's nothing that we're going to be doing but you know staying quarantined in the house as hopefully we are and 
watching that movie. That, that, that's a no-brainer. Everybody, that movie is going to be watched heavily on Christmas Day. That they're gonna they're gonna see it. They're gonna get they're gonna get the data. It's gonna be shown. It's gonna be it's gonna be extru- it's probably gonna break the damn uh, internet that day. I guarantee you. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. I think I I have I have reason to believe that Wonder Woman is gonna crash. This uh, crash HBO Max, just like the uh, just like Luke Cage did <laughs> back then. I think we're gonna see another crash in the system due to this. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. And if it, if that is any bit of successful, I think that could possibly possibly put you know back Disney Plus in the corner of starting to put major blockbuster movies both in theaters and in you know and on online on streaming on their network as well. So we we will see, man. This is this is <laughs> incredible. So you know what else is incredible? I was not aware of before until I you know watched started you know watching HBO Max. I did not know that I knew that Warner Brothers came out with a bunch of, you know, animated shows and series based on Looney Tunes. I didn't realize they came out with this show called The Looney Tunes Show, which is on HBO Max right now. And this is not like this is really kind of not like a kid's show. This is actually a more sophisticated version of the Looney Tunes characters. And basically, it, the basic premise of the show is that Bugs and Daffy are living together in an in in apartment. And they go through like a lot of sitcom humor every so often. Like a lot of things that you see uh, on um, regular live action sitcoms, you're actually watching and you're actually like watching it uh from an animated standpoint and apparently a lot of people didn't know about this show it premiered in 2011 (laughs) and now it's on like it's on a cartoon like i was i was told by people uh by somebody in our acmg facebook group that this show has been out on cartoon network for quite a while but nobody really paid attention to it and he's brought it the rare only people to pay attention to it yo you got to watch this show I am I've slept on this show so bad but watching the first episode alone and and, and the uh, the nature of what they do in there it, it's very adult based it, it, it the the uh, the premise the narrative everything is very adult based seeing Daffy and bugs do what they you know live a normal sophisticated lifestyle uh, together and porky pig is the neighbor and Yosemite Sam is the neighbor and 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 uh elmer fudd apparently some rich dude or something of that nature <laughs> but in between the show they have these little intermission intermission moments where they do the merry melodies thing it could be it could range from music videos starring elmer fudd talking about uh grilled cheese or whatever or like the or foghorn leghorn or whatever singing a country western or whatever and even a chicken hawk doing you know spitting lyrics and all this stuff. it is hilarious I, you know, if you have not watched it, one of the best things to watch on uh, HBO Max right now from an animated standpoint is the Looney Tunes show. Go out of your way to check it out, man. It, it's hilarious. Like, it, it's, I, I was totally blown away. And I, I feel bad that I, I missed out on watching this during 2011. You know what? I do recall why I missed out on it. Because during 2011, I didn't have cable. I decided not to have cable during the time. This is the time when, like, I cut the cord and you know thought i was really doing something different and then i did the math and found out that like you know even if i get all these streaming networks i'm still actually going to be you know paying the same amount (laughs) as i would you know cutting the cord so 
you know, now I have now I had uh, cable back and I'm watching Cartoon Network on a regular. I think that's why, like, honestly, I really think if you remember 2011, everybody started cutting the cord because you had Netflix, you had, you know, who a lot of, you know, a lot of Netflix shows um, and Hulu, for that matter, was like pretty much all you needed in terms of like having channels, uh, you know, having TV that were airing the same things that you saw on cable and people got tired of paying those fees. So our alternative was to cut the cord. Yeah, lo and behold, when you do the math, you know, you realize you're not really cutting the cord at all. <laughs> so uh, it, it is what it is. But I think during that time, maybe people have not been watching Cartoon Network as much as they um, we wanted to, because I, I trust me, I missed that channel when um, during those times. And I think that's when the Looney Tunes show was premiering and nobody was probably watching it at the time. Thank goodness this is out on... Uh, on hbo max and season two just released as well so i did not only that but what else that i love about the show is that it actually has a really cool art style and it's like they show it's the animation it's hand-drawn animation but they also have this it, it looks like actual the cells are actually in motion because they have this drop shadow but every character that uh in the in the show has a drop shadow and uh behind them to make it look like it's the cell animation that's happening right there and i, I thought that's a cool feature it's a really cool artistic um you know step on that so yeah if you want something if you're if you're like a um an old school dude like me who you know watched looney tunes back in the day this is the looney tunes that grew up with you if you if that's a, if that makes any sense so go out of your way and check that out if you want some new content to watch on hbo definitely go out of your way to check that out um Let's move on to anime news here, so um, or anime, you know, subjects here, because uh, Funimation, you know, I, I watched that a lot. I watched that dedicatedly because a lot of the people that's been on this show are, you know, doing voice roles in here, and I want to give my thoughts on this new uh, Inuyasha spinoff series called uh, Yashihime Princess Half Demon. Um, it it came out a few weeks ago or a month ago or so. And they didn't have the English cash yet. It was only in Japan, um, in the Japanese uh, dub. So I decided to hold off on it. I watched the first few episodes, but decided to hold off on it until the uh, English cast come because I knew it was coming. But I also know that things are delayed due to um, due to the uh, COVID due to COVID nineteen and all that stuff. So eventually, it, it, it will come, and it actually has finally arrived. They finally are dubbing it in english on funimation so if you like the dub cast and you like everything uh english dub and you don't like to read subtitles and you're not an anime uppity type of person it's available in english dub on funimation and sub as well for those who like sub for for those who like sub just for the sake of liking sub but not to think that they're better than anybody else <laughs> stupid ass people i digress um the episode the first episode i should say includes the original cast of Inuyasha returning uh, to uh, reprise the roles, including the late Kirby Morrow reprising his role as Maraku in his last and final performance. Um, do you guys remember? It was reported uh, a few weeks ago that he passed away, but it recently has been said that he uh, died due to complications of substance abuse. Added to that, this was also reported that it was it happened just days uh, after his father passed away you know i gotta say first 
the show is really great. The show is great so far. I like the, um, I love the new younger generation of characters in here. And I'll talk about the Kirby moral thing afterwards, but um, I love the generation of characters, including uh, Setsuna and Toa, who are the daughters of Inuyasha and uh, Setsu, Har uh, Setsu, I always get this one, I messed up. Seso Maru, who are separated during the uh, forest fire when they were kids. While trying to search for uh, Setsuna, Toa fell into a mysterious tunnel that sends her to the present day, much like the portal that Kagome used uh, in, to travel in. Um, a decade later, the portal reopens, giving Toa a chance to find her sister once again. However, what Toa doesn't uh, know here is that Setsuna has somehow lost her memory and won't recognize her sister. So this is the premise of that story right there. She actually sees her as an enemy for a sort of for um, for a time being. Setsuna also teams up with um, Moraha, uh, who is the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome. This character is very interesting to and significant to our show because it is voiced by none other than former than a uh, previous Talk Time Live guest Morgan Barry, who I interviewed uh, a while ago. She played the character Thirteen um, in My Hero Academia and amongst other characters as well. Love Live Sunshine as well, the main character in that, and uh, she's a pivotal character in this series as well. She's the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome, so you know you can imagine that she will be a major focus in this series as well. She's she's pretty cool. She's pretty awesome. I really I really like her performances. And I really enjoyed her on the show when she was here. So the three um, team up to uh, help bring back her memory and troubleshoot a dangerous. Uh, threat involving three rainbow pearls so you know there was a jewel there was the uh, jewel that they had to deal with on the original series now they got a whole new thing that's even more threatening than those you know situations back then so i like it so far i really like it so far it still gives you the the essence and presence and feel of the old inuyasha series so i really really dig it if you haven't checked it out if you have funimation i don't know if it's on crunchyroll that's interesting i i don't know if it's on crunchyroll if it is, it probably will be under, I don't know if it's, it looks like it's an exclusive to um, Funimation, but it could be on, the sub version could be on Crunchyroll, but if you have Funimation, go out of your way to check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, but in, in, when it comes to, you know, Kirby Morrow, it's very interesting because he played, he played Maruku um, in this series, but you could tell in this in the first episode, when he's reprised his role, he sounds very different than he normally would. The rest of the cast sounds slightly different, but mostly the same for the most part. I know it's been years since they played those roles, but he, he sounded very different, a little bit, uh, slightly older. Um, I, I don't know what entailed to that, if if the substance abuse had anything to do with his the changing of his voice, because... It sound you could tell it sounded like him, but it sounded a little bit different there. I don't want to, you know, contemplate to why it sounds different in that case, but I, I you know, I, you know, I, we mentioned his passing and stuff like that, and you know the reasons for his passing. But I got to tell you, this is one of the reasons why I really appreciate having a lot of these, you know, guests on my show, especially those in the um, acting community and the SAC after community, if you will. And I have them on here to let you know that 
aside from them doing things that you dreamed of wanting to do that at the end of the day they are human these people have the same emotions the same feelings the same uh you know thoughts and lives that we have you know they shed the same blood in other words their blood doesn't shed gold and trust me I, from the stories i've heard now they do not shed gold a lot of times um especially when it comes to royalties for that matter as well get that conversation a lot um but man i mean this is the part where i gotta say it's like their lives they have their own trial and tribulations as well they have their own demons you have brian donovan um that was on the show rock lee who was on the show this year talking about what the things that he was going through and his uh in his rise to him be, being an actor and stuff like that you hear these stories i remember stephanie shay when she uh who's the voice of um sailor moon and and and, and many other characters she was on the show and i still say she gave it she gave it to us in the most realistic way like what really goes on during these things and what they go through and stuff like that you know it was very candid very truthful very honest um and i really appreciate it i appreciate any of the talent that comes on this show and really gives us an idea it's like yes if you want to be this you have to sometimes it's, it's not all glamorous and glory sometimes you go through a lot of things going in, behind the scenes there you know I, I just it's a shame that we we look at it from the outside in thinking that is all glorious and glamorous and i know this too because people tend to think i know people have their misconceptions about what goes on to even the little things that i do <laughs> and think that it's like it, it I'm, I'm i'm having a glamorous a glory a glorious life you know doing what i'm doing here no i'm i'd live just as much as everybody else i just put in more effort just like they put in more effort to do it they work hard to have fun we work hard to have fun here but you know at the end of the day we're no different than anybody else and they're no different than anybody else they're in a higher status molly is in a higher status in a sense because she worked her ass off to get there she still got to go through a whole bunch of crap in her life that she has to deal with she has to pay bills all of them have to pay bills and do all these things in her life you never know what people are going to throwing through in their life it's just because you're in a famous situation or a rich situation doesn't mean that you have don't have problems and I'm saying this to say, like, really appreciate what these people do to entertain you. And it's unfortunate that he passed away in such a way. And he will be remembered for all of his contributions in the anime world and the gaming world and all this, all the, you know, acting that he's done in there. But um, his final performance was very interesting. It was good. It was short and sweet to some extent. And, you know, they, they weren't on air. They were just... They were they were on the first episode to you know to pass on a narrative that transitioned over to the new generation uh so i don't expect to see any of those characters but so much in this series because it is a spin-off series much like baruto uh is in there as well so like i wouldn't i wouldn't rely on seeing hearing those characters it was just basically a passing of the torch um it's just unfortunate that like this is the last performance that we're we're getting to hear of kirby morrow because he did a great job he was you know he was the one of the one of the other goku um character voices of goku in dragon ball z he um he played this character very well very iconically i should say um he also was cyclops in x-men generation too which is available on disney plus you could check it out there so it's unfortunate you know but if anything to come out of this is that he had a great 
great career doing all these great characters and um rest in peace to him as well and again if you uh are any yasha fan and you're also a english dub fan you appreciate the work of the english cast go out of your way to check it out it's available on uh, funimation right now so uh last but definitely not least gotta talk about the mandalorian real quick uh if you thought that they couldn't follow up which i didn't think i didn't know how they were going to be able to follow up with that episode with rosario dawson playing uh asuka um tano uh they managed to do it they managed to top last well i wouldn't say top it but still it was just as great because bubba fat himself finally made an appearance on the show and in fact he actually teamed up with mando uh, a lot of big developments came about this um you know he came and the return of ming na wen come you know teaming up as um as as i, I would definitely say bubba fett's partner in this case and it's an awesome awesome episode just as awesome i still think last week's episode was all was better but this one kept the momentum of last week's episode so you had ming na win um you know coming back on the show teaming up with bubba fett and you know to get his armor back that the mandalorian received in a previous episode and to do this he wanted he said he would help protect uh grogu who unfortunately has been kidnapped by the uh by the freaking empire who they discover has returned and it's just first of all we got to, we got to see a lot of things we got to see a lot of things here develop um let me see let me go to the mandalorian real quick mandalorian yes we got to see the return of uh gianna um giancarlo esposito um in his character i forgot his character's name on the show but he'd return and he like i said he's the big feature he's also wearing Darth vader's gear for some reason but um oh yeah his play is moff gideon is the name of his character so he's coming back he finally got his hands on grogu after grogu you know sent out a beacon at the destination that um ahsoku uh tano told him to go to and all of a sudden grogu has this he unleashes the force which somebody has to have seen that some jedi has to have seen that or sensed it and now we're waiting to see who got it, who's going to be coming because after the after grogu created the beacon it tired him it tired him down which gave the opportunity for these new cool looking droids to come down take them and take them up to the uh ship and now the mandalorian and bubba fett are teaming up together to get him back meanwhile as grogu is in a ship a moff gideon is checking him out <laughs> grogu is using the force in a very very aggressive way he's using he's beating up uh, stormtroopers which by the way the stormtroopers came back for the first time in the entire season so we got to see store actual stormtroopers this time and they're being um massacred by grogu uh, as he's using the force to beat the throw to slam them into walls left and right and this is the part that you know tano was talking about in the last episode was that she was afraid of his anger he's he has such anger in him um that they're hoping that he doesn't turn to the dark side with this and that's what i believe gideon uh, moff gideon 
is actually aiming for here. He's looking to get him on that side because he's still fresh. He's still a half empty, half full type of character here. So we got a lot to look forward to this week because not only do we have a team up with the Mandalorian and with Mando and as well as Bubba Fett, we also got a possible Jedi coming, a well-known possible Jedi coming. Now, here's my, my, everybody's guessing what, who's, who's the Jedi that we're going to see. Is it going to be somebody we know? Or somebody, a famous actor, playing a Jedi that we haven't seen before. This is, now, if I'm correct, from what I was told, this is based on the events after Jedi and before the new uh, Force Awakens came out. So, I'm wondering, could Luke Skywalker is still alive within this timeline. Could it be Mark Hamill coming in to reprise his role? It's a shot in the dark. But it's not impossible. Could it be somebody else? I mean, like, who who could it possibly be? I can't think of any other Jedi that we know that's going to come into Prize's role. It can't be any of the new Force Awakened characters because they're not Jedi's yet. None of them, Rey and all those people are them. So that's out of the, that's out of the loop. Who could it possibly be? We're going to find out soon enough. So I want to also talk about, like, the fact that Moff Gideon's lightsaber is like a freaking katana <laughs> it shapes as a dark like a katana with black look i want that damn thing <laughs> that was awesome as hell so like i mean just like ages of shield did like i said last week ages of shield had the episode where it was based around the winter soldier and it changed everything for that show now this show was already great in the first season but i think it really picked up after last week's episode and it's continuing to do so here it feels like that the same thing that's happened with ages shield is happening here right now and it's only going to get each episode is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger from this point so man this show is awesome i was i honestly i was actually mad that we weren't getting any of the marvel uh series first like wandavision and all this stuff and the Mandalorian has picked up so much that I am okay with us waiting to get to that stuff because, I mean, we're going to have a lot to look forward to in 2021. We need every bit of content that we're getting in 2021 after all the crap that we went through in 2020. So bring it. Bring it all. I, You know, I couldn't be a happier fan right now. And I have been. <laughs> Due to the circumstances, I I we I am waiting for this. I am still looking forward to this. If I'm going to be still quarantined in here, I am I I need to be entertained. And thank you Disney Plus, thank you HBO Max, and thank you Netflix and Amazon uh, Prime for doing such. So and the Funimation as well. I gotta add those on and Crunchyroll and Retro Crush <laughs> and all those other things. So and PlayStation and Nintendo. I digress. Folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and review Mulan, the live-action movie that just released for everybody who subscribes to Disney+. Plus. How did that movie fare compared to the rest of them? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto! 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Disney's Mulan, the live-action version that is based around the animated feature that came out long ago. Uh, I've watched... Every live action version of the animated Disney movies that they come out with, except for Beauty and the Beast. I watched uh, Jungle Book, which I thought was really good. I thought watched Lion King, which was okay. Uh, Aladdin, I just couldn't get down with. Uh, like, But none of them had that really cool feel that this movie had. I thought that, in my opinion, this was the best of the bunch that they've come out with. And it was, it's unfortunate, ironically, that this didn't come out with a lot more anticipation for it because of COVID and everything. They couldn't, they didn't even get a chance to hype it up as greatly as they could have had we had this in theaters completely for people to see. But they decided to come out with this on in uh, theaters. And I mean, uh, not well, I think they did come out with this in theaters, but also on Disney Plus as well for a premium fee. But then they re- they released it, and you know now that we got a chance to see it, and I think this the reason for the reason for this movie is the reason why I think HBO Max has done what they did. So, um, that's just my that's like again that's just my theory and hypothesis on that doesn't make it true, but I I absolutely enjoyed this movie. I loved what they did. It was beautifully done. Um, I love the cast. I love the sceneries. I love that it's an all-Asian cast. Of course, they had to. In a sense, this is technically their... This is actually... Not technically. This is, you know, technically, this is their Black Panther. Uh, in a sense, or you had to have this type of representation in here. Beautifully represented by some of the legendary actors that we've seen throughout the years. And this was like a paying homage type of movie, much like Black Panther was with, um, with the black community. And I thought it was beautiful. I thought they did a great job. Um, every portrayal was great in here. Um, we have some of the best and brightest in here to the most legendary. Lou Yifei, who plays Mulong in here, I thought she did a great job playing the strong, ambitious, and empowering um, you know warrior in here, trying to prove that she is worth every bit as good as every guy in here to be a warrior soldier. She didn't want to be the prim and proper you know wife. <laughs> being casted off you know by you know she had more to offer and you know what i love about this movie is that it's not just about empowering women you could you could definitely it definitely is a message that women can be just as powerful as men but this is kind of universal in a sense that it can also be that it could be inspiring to everybody not just you know women in general but it could also be um inspiring to anybody who felt like they were devalued 
and I, I that's what I got from that. I, I admired this movie, and I love her um, her portrayal in here as Mulan because I thought she did a great job here. Uh, I knew there was a lot of you know controversy over her because she was supporting Hong Kong police and all that stuff back then. But hopefully that has died down, and hopefully she explained herself in a way that people understand or whatever. But you know, it is unfortunate, and I, hopefully that um, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with whatever sales or whatever they didn't get from this movie but um she i thought she did a great job with it i thought she was great i thought jet lee as emperor of china was awesome um great to see him because there was all these rumors of where you know where's jet lee been all this time and people have seen pictures a few years back seeing him as a withered away looking guy but he's actually he looked very healthy he looked very on point here uh it's great to see him all here uh zima who played um hazu who's also mulan's father i've seen this guy um play in so many great movies uh throughout the years it was great to see him there i loved him as her father uh who not only was her father but like he played a father who even though he didn't have you know a son he still loved his kids any other way you see a lot of movies where you have these chauvinistic fathers who wanted a son so badly that they would treat their kid unfairly their 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 um their daughter unfairly in this case and in this case it, it was a different pace it was it was a change of pace to see that a father actually embraced not only embraced his daughters and loved his daughters equally but also really supported mulan in her way but you know due to the times he he couldn't really do it because he had to be a man and a man back then still somewhat to this day you know has to be the breadwinner has to be the soldier unfortunately he couldn't because he's been injured in war he's a war hero and you know he didn't have any daughters i mean he didn't have any sons that can go into battle so he had to volunteer himself this is where mulan wanted to you know she she didn't want to um to him to go because it was instant death for him he couldn't be in the battlefield in this case so she stole his gear and went and, and pretended to be a you know soldier at, at recruiting for battle here's my thing this is the part that i thought was funny and this is the part i thought was funny about the original um animated series too regardless she looks she has feminine features i don't understand how people couldn't see that like her i i instantly would have seen her like are, are people back then that naive they didn't recognize her like her voice or her features or anything i mean granted she's like she she put on a rap she put on wrappings to cover you know her her body her chest and everything but how could you not know that that was a female <laughs> i thought that was really interesting but that uh that it was what it was then you had donnie yen playing as commander tong who donnie yen is just i don't think donnie yen gets enough credit like i think i feel like he's in in the list of martial artists donnie yen always gets third to jet Li, or fourth at that for to jet Li, um jackie chan and then bruce lee yeah i think he gets he doesn't get enough credit. the dude is badass like if you watch into the badlands man was he no joke on that movie i mean it was in, a, in that series like that series was awesome it's a shame that it got canceled it got his feet cut off before it uh before the time come but it that was an awesome awesome um 
show that he was in and all the movies that he's in it man and all that stuff so you know he's awesome then you got jason scott lee who i haven't seen since dragon if you guys remember jason scott lee played in the biopic for bruce lee which when you look i look back at that like a while ago like years ago and that movie is actually still pretty good i don't think people took it as seriously as it did but he did a great job in that movie he also did play in the rich in the uh jungle book too if i remember correctly the other live action jungle book movie that came out a while back but um nah jason scott lee did a great job he actually played the bad guy this time he played Bor uh bori khan in here as well and um those were the ones who stood out to me as, as far as performances. There were other other great performances in here, but those were the standouts as well. And then, to top it off, Ming Na Wen, our Agent May, makes an appearance in the show, a cameo appearance on uh, in the movie. Um, because if you guys don't know, she played she was the voice of the original Mulan in the animated movie. So that was like a really cool moment, passing the torch type of moment in here. I really enjoyed it. I, I you know overall just like overall just a great movie I, I had the crouching tiger hitting dragon vibes from this because it was not just about martial arts or anything there was an actual great narrative that followed along with it so the action kind of took somewhat of a backseat in this and um it so that the narrative and the character development can go in and that's what crouching tiger hitting dragon and when the time come the action came and the action was great and this did the same thing now do i think it's better than crouching tiger hitting dragon no <laughs> crouching tiger hitting dragon was a great movie a absolute absolute great movie in all sense it was an oscar winning movie at that or oscar nominated in one uh, a movie uh, i believe it won an oscar as well but that movie was so phenomenal this was in that realm in terms of uh you know it, it storytelling and and character development but you know not 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 there i don't want to compare it and say that, like it was just it was this is really good this is good in turn compared to other live action disney movies but that movie was still another level <laughs> right there then there's also the part here that still i still question you know the original mulong animated movie had a dragon voiced by eddie murphy if i'm correct and in this one they decided to make it a little bit more serious but symbolic in a way they didn't have the dragon or even a talking dragon in this place was a phoenix because there was a there was you know the theme uh in, in a message here to rise like a phoenix in here and that was being told all throughout and there was a phoenix a beautiful cgi phoenix being shown around now i didn't mind the fact that this this phoenix did not talk but it always came around during the right times when mulong needed the problem here is that the movie does not explain whether people could actually see it or mulong can actually see it they never really acknowledged it at all and i didn't quite get whether this was actually a symbolic type of visual that we were supposed to be seeing in reference to what was going on or not and it what makes it so confusing is because we're comparing this this is supposed to be a reboot version of the animated series and we had a talking you know dragon that teamed up with her that fought alongside with her this phoenix just flew around everywhere during certain times of the movie but it never did anything else other than that and i think that's 
where it kind of got confusing to me because I wanted to know if this was an actual character itself. No, it, it just seems like it was like some form of visual, um, symbolic type of thing that was going on through the movie to, you know, go based on the philosophy that was, you know, being told uh, in the story. So I, you know, that was the only thing that really bugged me about the movie. But other than that, this movie, I could totally, totally watch this movie again. I could really enjoy this. And if I were you, I would definitely go out of your way to check it out. All the comments that I heard or read online, I should say, have been all positive. And people really, really enjoyed this film. And uh, I think you will enjoy it too. If you haven't seen it, if you've been hesitant or skeptical about checking it out and you have Disney Plus, go out of your way to check it out. I mean, first of all, it's on Disney Plus. That means you're already paid for it on a monthly basis. What's it going to hurt? And I think you will absolutely enjoy it overall. I think this was, to me, in my opinion, this was their best movie to date. And I don't know what they're going to come out with next <laughs> that is going to match up to this. But they, they did a great job trying to, you know, it, this is, I think, it, it, when it comes to executing the live action feel, because basically they're doing a Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe thing here by bringing all these, you know, animated features to life like they did with the comics i don't think they did it as successful as marvel has done it but you know you get some hits and misses every once in a while this is definitely to me a hit uh and it's because of that that i give it a grade of an a like overall i really enjoyed it i can watch it many times afterwards and there's something to be very much inspired in this movie you know especially if you are a female you know looking for a role model type of character to look at or if you're just a person who wants to be inspired by a character who is strong and empowering and is not willing to give up and and be devalued and wants to show their worth to the world Mulong this movie is definitely the movie for you so that'll do it folks this has been a really fun episode of talk time live here uh go out of your way to check out all of our episodes on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbeam and amazon music as well as talktimelive.com want to thank all of our listeners here to check out this and every episode that we have uh this week on select start the game awards is coming this week there's a lot there's so much happening this week in the world of games um the game awards is coming out cyberpunk uh, 2077 is coming out you saw you see the uh, commercials out now with Creano reeves advertising it and i am looking forward to all of it i am looking forward to all of it as well up as well as all of the new games that i've had i'm gonna have weeks and weeks of reviews coming now because i also in addition to getting cyberpunk and yakuza uh like uh like a dragon i have also uh acquired just recently judgment which is also a spinoff to yakuza and shinmu 3 which is available on uh the playstation network for only 17.99 i couldn't beat that i had to jump at it so i'm gonna see the i'm gonna give my opinion on that very soon because i i heard mixed reviews about it so finally gonna end my journey with landy on that note so stay tuned for that we're gonna have a game awards highlight show this week uh and that's all we're gonna be talking about this week on select start and next week we're gonna just continue it from there but again as we come down to it there's gonna be less episodes and then i'm gonna have a break because it's you know christmas week i think i'm gonna just break completely from here so and get ready for the new year we're going to do our year year end awards as well so stay tuned for that and much much more so folks thank you again for taking the time to check us out and i hope you continue to do so so 
that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great and safe week, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.